Welcome to another stellar episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. This week's episode, I will be covering the alien agenda. What do they want? Why are they here? What do they have to gain from us? But before I even get into that, I want to talk a little bit about what I covered last week, what I started off with, which is our abrupt evacuation from Afghanistan. And my take on the situation left a few of my listeners rattled. Um, A few of them saying, I'm going to boycott your show because you're so unfair to President Trump. Uh, Or they send me messages of Trump 2024, uh, Biden's an F up, Uh, you're a Biden boy. So I'm going to start off by saying you really can't blame Biden for this one. None of you can. No one on either party side can, across the aisle, blame Biden for this. This deal was made by Trump last summer. He made a deal with the Taliban that we would leave Afghanistan by November 2021. The Taliban broke their part of the deal, surprise, surprise, and invaded Kabul. Too many people seem to forget that this war was started by President George W. Bush and continued through three more administrations. Now, was our exit abrupt? Yes. Could it have been executed more efficiently? Yes, of course, in a perfect world. Now, we have occupied Afghanistan for almost 20 years. Now, I know a lot of people who are in their early, mid to late 20s, even some of those in their early 30s, do not remember the world the way it was before the terrorist attacks of 2001. All they know is what they've been spoon-fed by those who lived it. And there are those who lived it that view it from this angle. There are those who lived through it who view it from that angle. And for 20 years, we've been there occupying that nation. We created a resistance army. We armed and educated these people. Hell, we even paid them and threw trillions of dollars at a war on terror. This was essentially Vietnam 2.0. This area of the world has been at war with their neighbors and themselves for centuries. There wasn't a damn thing that we could ever do to change that. We can't force them to fight against terrorist networks. When the Taliban came calling, the resistance chose not to fight. They folded. We cannot give them the spirit to fight their enemies. We had to act fast and get as many people out of there as possible. This is the harsh reality of what we are dealing with. War is messy. War is hell. There is nothing more we can do other than, I don't know, continue to occupy Afghanistan for another 20 years, perhaps. But we don't want to do that either. The entire American system is rigged. From salaries to insurance policies to the judicial system to health care to education to benefits and payouts to those in need to the police and so on. There's not a damn thing that truly works for those who need it. True freedom is an illusion that is used to appease the masses and we allow the worst of us to lead and the worst of us to make 
all of the life-changing decisions. There are far worse places to live and breathe. I acknowledge that. However, there's so much more here that needs corrected and perfected. Now, when it comes to Donald Trump, I've hated that SOB since the 1980s. I despise him as a person, as a businessman, and I hated him as president. I do not trust the Clintons. However, I admire Hillary for chartering flights in and out of Afghanistan out of her own pocket in order to get innocent people out of there. I love Jimmy Carter. However, he was a weak president. George W. Bush was a good man, but an easily led idiot who was surrounded by greedy bastards who were calling the shots. Obama was an amazing human being all the way around, but he had minimal experience. Reagan was strong and dedicated, yet deceitful at the same time. I really like Biden and see him as having potential. However, I really wanted Bernie Sanders over old Joe. The American dream has become a nightmare for the middle class and the working class. But I would still rather be here than Afghanistan or the former Soviet Union or North Korea or China or any country within the African continent. I would much rather be here because this place, this land, and the people who died for my freedoms give me the ability to speak this way on an open format without the fear of having my door kicked in and dragged into the streets and shot like an animal for speaking out against the powers that be. I'm Neil Parks. This is Paranormally Speaking. Please hold for an important message from our sponsor. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to plug a book here that I found fascinating. It's titled When UFOs Attack, Documented Cases of Hostile Alien Encounters. Uh, This was published in 2020. If there is one misguided theme I have heard repeated many times in and outside of the UFO community, it is the notion that UFOs and extraterrestrials are our benevolent technological and spiritual superiors who are only trying to watch over us and gently guide humankind from a path of nuclear, biological, and ecological self-destruction to an interstellar highway of spiritual enlightenment and prosperity. The mantra has been repeated ad nauseum. Ever since the first UFO was sighted and close encounter was experienced, yet there is much documented evidence that these aliens, extraterrestrials, or interdimensional interlopers may not always be benevolent. On the contrary, there is much more proof that these uninvited guests, who boldly penetrate our airspace, have at times kidnapped, injured, and killed innocent humans and animals. Thankfully, this wasn't the case in the latest solidly documented close encounter case recorded in a recently released Pentagon UFO study. The usually uh, mum Department of Defense almost appeared eager to report November 14, 2004, the UFO incident experienced by former Navy pilot David Fravor, who repeated a familiar story to all of us who have studied the history of UFOlogy. The last 70 years, while flying a routine mission off an aircraft carrier, he and other pilots spotted a UFO 
that made incredibly sharp turns and reached speeds impossible for aircraft using Earth's technology. As he watched this mystery craft zip away at an extremely high speed, he came to the same conclusion many of his fellow military pilots have come to. It was not of this world. Fravor told various news organizations. He added that no human could have possibly withstood the G-force of such a tremendous thrust of sudden acceleration. Documented cases. And this concise report, our author states, I will present to you documented evidence of a pilot unlike Fravor who suffered harm in such a mysterious encounter. Such incidents are vastly underreported. For example, until I really started researching this subject, I never realized that a U.S. Army pilot became the first known casualty as a result of a UFO aggression. Although the Army denied this, and some, uh, some covered it up to some extent, upon this horrifying event with no less than three different ever-morphing cover stories, I will present you with documentation and eyewitness accounts from credible witnesses that prove within a reasonable doubt that on a January afternoon in 1948, hostile extraterrestrials committed an act of war against the United States. It was likely not the first and certainly will not be the last. I will also present evidence that proves that the population of a small island was terrorized and its impoverished residents used as guinea pigs by an alleged flap of UFOs that harassed and injured scores of innocent men, women, and children for a period of months. Some of these unfortunates still carry the scars from burns and wounds that were inflicted upon them by these unknown perpetrators. The proof consists of eyewitness accounts and secret documents that have been leaked out over several decades, most recently now. Additionally, in this report, I will document numerous cases of aggressive and hostile UFO acts taken against both military and commercial pilots. As a bonus, I have also included many little-known UFO sighting reports from the early 1860s to present. Even though some of these are not directly hostile encounters, all of them invaded our airspace and in some cases crash-landed, exposing humans to potential injury or death. Plus, I will present documentation of ongoing cattle mutilations that remain a dark mystery but point to either a nefarious government and alien culprits or a collaboration of both. In conclusion... I must warn you that some will not like this report. They will categorize my conclusions as alarmist and sensational. The author is Chet Dembik. Chet Dembik published his first op-ed piece with the Baltimore Evening Sun in the 1990s. Over the next 20 years, he worked as a reporter covering government, technology, and business for such publications as the Washington Business Journal, the Baltimore Daily Record, the Capitol, and the E-Commerce Times. This is a book I would definitely recommend checking out at your earliest convenience. Please hold for an important message from our sponsor. Ghosts, aliens, 
UFOs, Bigfoot, parallel universes, angels and demons, time travel, cryptozoology, and so much more within the realm of the unexplained, the strange, and the out of this world. I'm your host, Neil Parks, award-winning author, screenwriter, researcher, and paranormal professional. Join me every week as I tackle hot-button topics within the paranormal realm. I'll share personal accounts, my research, and secondhand evidence. I will read excerpts and stories from my books and discuss my upcoming projects in the literary world. Documentaries, both on TV and the big screen, plus my independent film projects. Paranormally Speaking is both thought-provoking and entertaining. New episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in to Paranormally Speaking and prepare to be enlightened. Next segment. This story I'm about to share with you is absolutely mind-blowing. It was sent to me about a week ago, and it's connected to the declassified and recently unearthed files from the CIA on UFO phenomenon, stating that a UFO attack occurred and five extraterrestrials petrified 23 Russian soldiers. 23 Russian soldiers lost their life during a UFO attack in Siberia, The CIA declassified report describes this event as a horrific picture of revenge on the part of extraterrestrial creatures, a picture that makes one's blood freeze. The frightful information was one of the many published online by the CIA directly connected to their website. Chiefly, it involves a horrible event about a UFO alien attack which turned into stone 23 Russian soldiers. Now, I said earlier this occurred in 1988. I was mistaken. It was March 27th, 1993. This infamous report was created then. In a translation of a report from the Ukrainian newspaper, Ternopil Virginility, namely the newspaper claims that after Mikhail Gorbachev lost his leadership, many KGB files ended up in CIA hands. Among them, allegedly there was a 250-page portfolio on the strange UFO attack. The report included pictures and witness statements as well. The report stated that the flying saucer had appeared over a military unit training in Siberia. It was cloaked, and they were not aware of that, and inadvertently shot it down. One of the soldiers is then said to have called everyone else to go and seek the vehicle after it crashed to the ground. It said five short humanoids with large heads and large black eyes got out of the crashed vessel. Just two soldiers are said to have survived this encounter. The report claims five beings emerged from the crashed craft and the joined together to form a ball of light which then exploded, turning 23 soldiers into stone. The report reads... The KGB goes on to say that the remains of the petrified soldiers were transferred to a secret research institution near Moscow. After this incident, the two witnesses who survived stated that when this blast occurred, they were temporarily blinded, but then regained their sight a few minutes after that. It was a bright flash of light, started out pulsating, and a low-pitched hum could be heard. And it just knocked half of them down, and the others stood in place and turned into stone, or mummified, dehydrated, whatever you want to call it. And then another craft dropped out of the sky and destroyed the UFO that had been shot down and picked up the five humanoid aliens that were on the ground. 
specialists assume that a source of energy still unknown to earthlings instantly changed the structure of the soldier's living organisms, having transformed it into a substance whose molecular structure was no different to limestone. A CIA representative stated at the end of this report, if the KGB file correspondents are being real about this, this is an extremely menacing case. It is not explained in the document why the CIA held a translation of the Ukrainian newspaper report on file to coincide with this. According to UFO website and YouTube channel Lion's Ground, you have to be careful about what the CIA publishes online, as it could be deliberate, deliberate misinformation. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. Well, this should whet your appetite. Right now, NASA has confirmed or openly discussed, not necessarily confirmed, ancient alien city found on the secret dark side of the moon in different NASA images. This week marks 50 years since man landed on the moon. But was something there before us? 50 years ago this week, man first set foot on the moon. Neil Armstrong, whom I was named after, Neil, of course, but he spelled it N-E-I-L, I'm N-E-A-L. Neil Armstrong won the space when he stepped out onto the lunar surface and declared, that's one small step for man, one giant step for mankind. Sorry, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. He was joined by fellow astronaut Buzz Aldrin as the pair spent several hours walking the surface in the moon. Michael Collins, who was also part of the mission, remained in the command module while it was in, still in orbit. The Apollo 11 mission took off from Kennedy Space Center in Florida on July 16, 1969. It took the crew eight days to reach their destination. Eight days from the Earth to the moon. And the rest, of course, is history. Images and footage of the historic moment were beamed around the globe. Mankind's first glimpse at lunar life. Since then, a raft of conspiracy theories have sprung up about whether or not the moon landing was faked. But one of the most unusual ideas is that on the dark side of the moon, not visible from Earth, lies an ancient alien city. NASA images of the dark side of the moon have fueled the belief that Earth's nearest neighbor is hiding an amazing secret. Some of the pictures show square-shaped rocks, and alien hunters have claimed they could be buildings. They, had, they add the structures that look to have been abandoned millions of years ago, which has led them to believe a tragic incident is the reason aliens no longer live on the moon. Scott C. Waring wrote about his wild theory on the ET database. The conspiracy theorist said, the objects seem to be very reflective, but have dark black areas that have a lot of right angles and appear to be structures. Some of the objects were white reflective roofs, or buildings that had openings that allow ships to come in and go. Some of the ships in those structures are hanging halfway out, which makes me think some tragic event happened that stopped them from existing fully. Scott even believes the ancient city could have once included a port. 
Other conspiracy theorists claim to be certain that alien life still lives on the moon. Over the years, they claim to have spotted pyramids and other monuments similar to that. Monster.fandom.com That's monster.fandom.com UFOs exist, but what are they? Are UFOs real? And if so, what are they? Does the Bible speak of UFOs? Was God an ancient astronaut? Are we being visited by non-earthlings? And if so, who are they and what do they want? Who will ultimately rule space? We may never know, but if we do find out, the answers may astound us. In this supposed age of reason, public officials and scientists find themselves facing a new wave of interest in this unexplained phenomena. UFO sightings, testimony about alien abductions, and government agencies dabbling in telepathy have produced a steady stream of headlines. In 1996, a Gallup poll revealed that nearly 75% of Americans believe in UFOs and or extraterrestrial life, and that 3% even believe they've been abducted. That's over 8 million people believing this. The mysteries of parapsychology, life after death, crossing over, astrology, UFOs, and the occult are, in these days, while traditional Christianity is considered out, old-fashioned, or even downright fraudulent, one reporter said nearly every person he met at UFO conventions, conferences, and cults claimed they used to belong to a Christian church. Generally, they left and began seeking other answers when a Christian parent or leader could not or would not take their experiences or inquiry seriously enough to respond with sound biblical answers. You will be given strong biblical answers from the Bible if you actually seek answers. Look for them because they are there throughout the Old Testament. The phrase flying saucers came into vogue when, in June 24, 1947, a pilot named Kenneth Arnold sighted nine shining disc-shaped objects while flying across the Cascade Mountains. Arnold described the objects to the news media as appearing to be skimming like a saucer does on water. This event is widely regarded as the beginning of the modern UFOlogy. That's a buzzword for UFO buffs. Millions wonder, do flying saucers exist? And is man alone in the universe? Is there life on other planets? And are we being visited by alien beings? These are perplexing questions, and few subjects are as intriguing. The facts are in. Yes, UFOs are real. They exist. But what are they? Like I said... The answers may astound you. By definition, UFO simply means unidentified flying object. And it can, it can apply to any perceived flying manifestation that is unidentified. This can be just about anything you see. Imagine, from planes seen at unusual angles to secret experimental aircrafts, it can also pertain to meteorites or planets such as Venus or Jupiter, they can sometimes appear to be moving. There are endless lists of objects which, when seen by the untrained eye, 
are not readily identifiable. UFOs are the opposite of IFOs, which means identified flying objects. Some have been tracked on radar screens and have mysteriously vanished in the twinkling of an eye. Allegedly, several jet planes pursuing these objects have been destroyed or have disappeared themselves. Thousands of reputable people from all walks of life claim to have seen them. Pilots, astronauts, senators, qualified scientists, celebrities, normal people, even religious figures, and even ex-presidents. Well-documented reports have come from all corners of the world that UFOs exist. Pretending that they do not exist does not make them go away. Unidentified flying objects have been recorded in ancient Egyptian and Babylonian documentation, indicating they have been around for a very long time. There have been numerous cases in which people claim to have been abducted and examined aboard alien spacecraft. Under hypnosis, some have even recaptured those memories and mysterious abductions or visions. It should be noted, however, that most UFO sightings, about 95%, do have a natural explanation, and more than a few have been deliberate hoaxes and pranks. Some photographs have been found to be nothing more than pictures of flung hubcaps and garbage can lids shot to deceive a gullible public. Most UFO sightings are, in fact, nothing more than mysterious blobs of light in the sky. Numerous explanations have been attributed to various UFO sightings. Satellites, planes, weather balloons, temperature inversions, phases of the moon, ball lighting, marsh gas, um, mirage, clouds, stars, migrating birds, light leaking into cameras, and even vivid imaginations. But what about unexplained lights in the sky that don't show up on radar? such as the lights which were seen over Phoenix in 1996. What about the sightings of objects that travel thousands of miles per hour and turn at right angles at the drop of a hat, defying all laws of known physics? How does an unidentified object accelerate from zero to a thousand or more miles per hour in the wink of an eye or traveling at high speeds come to a dead stop? Many of these phenomena defy explanation, and all the usual explanations have been ruled out. How does one explain objects that appear and disappear right before one's eyes? Many times, numerous people have been seeing strange phenomena at the same time. There is no physical explanation for such phenomena. While there have been reports of strange things in the sky, from the beginnings of man's recorded history and, and religious documentation, sightings have grown exponentially in the past 20 or 30 years. Drawings in caves in China, Spain, and France display oval and saucer-shaped disks very similar to current UFO reports. Renaissance paintings, such as work from Leonardo da Vinci, show UFOs in the background of different paintings he has put together. Jose Benilla, a Mexican astronomer, took the first known photograph of an unidentified flying object in 1883, where he captured about 150 cigar or spindle-shaped objects 
flying in formation, which is listed in Beyond Earth, Man's Contact with UFOs by Ralph Bloom. Check it out. You can get it through Google and Amazon. Knowing there is a human urge for explanation from beyond, there are those who are quick to fill that craving and to capitalize on a money-making opportunity. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. A Middlebury couple, preferring to remain anonymous, told the Eagle that they observed four slow-moving glowing orange globes while driving north in a car along U.S. Route 7 near the town of Pittsford. The sighting took place during the evening of September 19, 2020. The couple saw the objects at approximately 8.30 p.m. and reported the sighting to local police and 911. The Vermont State Police dispatcher in Rutland confirmed that the eagle, that the alleged unidentified flying object UFOs were sighted over Rutland County during the evening of September 19th, but could not provide specific details beyond that what the couple had reported. At the time of the sighting, the Vermont Air National Guard was not flying any of its fixed wing or rotor aircraft, the eagle had learned. After the first sighting of the globes, the couple turned their car around and drove southbound on Route 7 to get a better view. The globes were flying in tandem. One of the pair said the sky was crystal clear and the stars were visible, but these things weren't stars or planets. They moved slowly and in a distinct pattern and direction. They were not erratic and appeared to be under intelligent control, just like regular aircraft. The couple estimated the disk of each globe to be about the size of a 25-cent coin held at arm's length. Both individuals were unable to estimate the actual size and distance of the objects from their vantage point from inside the car. With windows and sunroof open, they heard no sounds coming from the objects. We watched them for several minutes, the passenger said. They disappeared, blinked out. After heading to the southwest, somewhere over Rutland Town, the couple said that the four objects moved east to west and flew in formation as seen through the car's windshield. The motion of the objects included brief hovering and then forward travel, they reported. They were not helicopters, they said. The couple described themselves as skeptics regarding UFOs being extraterrestrial spacecraft. Begs the question, were the UFOs Chinese lanterns? Since the couple reported the objects to police, a Pulteney resident contacted the Eagle on September 23rd and said that the UFOs were probably Chinese lanterns launched as part of a local memorial celebration. Dubby said that the attendees of the event launched 12 lanterns, four at a time, as part of the gathering. If the lanterns were seen by a Middlebury couple, they would have been visible at a distance of over 30 miles. Dubby told the Eagle that a similar UFO report with orange globes was made in August of this year in the nearby Wells, Vermont.
that was likely Chinese lanterns as well. The Federal Aviation Administration is unclear about the unlicensed aircraft that may include fireworks, pyrotechnics, or sky lanterns, at least according to its Title 14 Code of Federal Regulations, Part 101 ARC report. There appears to be no specific law against launching illuminated patterns, lanterns, per se, unless they pose a hazard to nearby aircraft. But the Middlebury couple told the Eagle that they were are dubious about lanterns being what they saw on September 19th. They told the Eagle on September 24th that they are familiar with Chinese lanterns used in various celebrations and said that the orange globes they saw, which were flying over Route 7, did not behave in the same erratic way. No way, they both said. Lanterns would have been way too small for us to see so far away from where they were supposed to have been launched. Similar orange globes in the sky have been reported elsewhere in Vermont. They have not been linked to floating Chinese lanterns. Now, as far as Vermont and UFOs, according to Casino.org, a website about gaming and related mathematical odds, it reveals that people are most likely to spot a UFO in Vermont over any other state in the nation. The website's editor, David Sheldon, has compiled data about the likelihood of a sighting of unidentified flying objects in each of the 50 states. Data recently compiled by Sheldon's team found Vermont to be a fertile locality for UFO reports. Bright lights, saucer-shaped objects, triangular craft, orange fireballs, or just some of the accounts and reports made by Vermonters describing the unexplained things they've seen in the sky, Sheldon reports. Vermont may have the best odds of catching a glimpse of a UFO based on population data. The odds of viewing a UFO are 205 to 1, according to Casino.org. But Wyoming comes in a close second with odds of 250 to 1. The states uh, with the least chances of UFO sightings or opportunities consist of Florida, which is 3,485 to 1, Texas, 3,395 to 1, and New York, 2,584 to 1. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Ezekiel and the Strange Beings. Who were they exactly? The prophet Ezekiel was a Jewish priest who lived in Chaldea. He claimed he was contacted four times during a 20-year period, beginning about 593 B.C., by man-like beings who came to Earth in a fiery chariot. NASA rocket engineer Joseph Blumrick believes Ezekiel was probably the world's first UFOologist, describing in detail the strange beings that confronted him and their craft. Ezekiel's writings, of course, can be found in the Old Testament, in this book, The Space Beings of Ezekiel, 
Bontem, New York, 1974, which was published, Bloomrick reinterprets Ezekiel's observations to produce an engineering analysis of the fiery chariot described in the Bible. Like I mentioned earlier, seeing a UFO at that time in the history of mankind, one would compare it to a wheel, a wheel in the sky. Uh, no one would at that time know what a saucer was or a disc or even a uh, cigar-shaped vehicle in the sky. They would equate it to a wheel. Incredibly, that analysis found that the object Ezekiel encountered could be built today. NASA, the author points out, holds patents on atmospheric reentry vehicles closely designed after the object Ezekiel reported. In the Bible, Ezekiel writes, He watched a stormy wind descend from the north, fire flashing forth continually, and within it he saw the likeness of four living creatures, each with four wings and a pair of human hands. Now, sounds a lot like uh, winged creatures, humanoids that could be close to what we think of as the Mothman or perhaps gargoyles or uh, any other type of winged cryptid. Bloomrick interprets this to mean four landing legs, possibly, each with four bladed helicopter and mechanical arm attachments supporting a, a uh, spacecraft body. Ezekiel was able to positively identify only one feature of the object, the wheels, one at the bottom of each leg, which were capable of moving in any direction. Author Bloomrick believes Ezekiel's observation, a wheel within a wheel, describes a technique for locomotion. The U.S. space program incorporated into vehicles designed to operate on the surface of other planets. Ezekiel describes the wheels he saw as light greenish blue and the body of the object as resembling rock crystal or terrible ice, as suggesting uh, to Bloomrick that the prophet was seeing a shiny surface, the same shiny surface described in thousands of present-day UFO sightings. From the object, the Bible tells us, emerged the appearance of a man who had been seated upon the likeness of a throne. Ezekiel refers to the being as the glory of the Lord, rather than the Lord himself, Bloomrick points out. The author believes the likeness of a man described by Ezekiel was a spacecraft commander who wore a gold or brass-colored suit and demonstrated for the prophet his ability to fly from his craft to the ground. Then taken for a ride on the craft, Ezekiel described the experience with the words, The Spirit lifted me up. According to Bloomrick's interpretation, and when they landed, seven men received the commander. One of them said, I have done as thou didst command me. Three more times over the following 20 years, Ezekiel described the same craft, and after each encounter, the prophet described the experience with the words, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and the Spirit took hold of me, or the Spirit lifted me up. Bloomrick speculates the prophet may have been describing a hyphonic influence and teleportation, possibly. He also theorizes that the UFO began its descent after separating from a larger UFO at 220 miles in altitude. A brief firing of its rockets 
enabled the craft's helicopter-like blades to descend the rest of the way and maneuver for a landing. The author believes Ezekiel witnessed this phase of the flight and the prophet mistook the rockets blasting for lightning and the helicopter blades for rushing wind. The author believes Ezekiel was chosen for an encounter because he was a priest and occupied a leadership role among his people. Based on Ezekiel's observations, Bloomrick believes that speculated the ETs were studying humans and exerated um, the intellectual influence of the development of human civilization through the priest Ezekiel. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. Well, I must invade this episode and say that's all the time I have. I wanted to cover all I could this week in regards to possible hostile alien takeovers or a collaboration between the powers that be and an alien race to study and catalog us, to monitor us, to possibly weaponize alien technology, use it against us or our enemies. It's really hard to tell what's going on exactly, but for centuries, man has written about, talked about, and dedicated artwork to encounters with higher beings. The Bible speaks of it. The Quran speaks of it. Literature and texts and writings from the Hindu religion, Buddhism, and various other religions throughout the world have written and dedicated art to encounters with otherworldly beings. Whatever they want, Hopefully it's with good intention and that we actually benefit from it. I'm hoping it's not just a elaborate masquerade from some sort of fallen angel, Nephilim, or demonic entity to catapult us into a godless society, a godless world with no moral compass or direction. I hope it's not that sinister. But if it is something that we can truly benefit from, learn from and evolve along with that would be great for all parties involved i'm neil parks thank you so much for listening to this episode of paranormally speaking tune in next week and be surprised be amazed keep your eyes on the sky and your faith pure thank you